we've got some details this afternoon. Another big uh, headline on this Tuesday afternoon. Ontario's vaccine passport just announced within the last hour. Let's welcome in Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association, who joins us once again here on Global News Radio. Dr. Smart, good afternoon. Always nice to speak with you. Thanks for having me back. All right. Uh, give us your take first, if you could, on the just announced vaccine passport for Ontario. Well, I think it's great to see Ontario moving in this direction. Um, at the Canadian Medical Association, we've been calling for a rollout of vaccine certificates and passports across the country, uh, really for two reasons. One, we know it's a strong tool to encourage people that are maybe hesitant or on the fence to get vaccinated. And also it allows us to create a safe space for people who are vaccinated who want to get back to all those aspects of our lives that we enjoy and have been missing during the pandemic. So it's uh, great to see Ontario moving forward on this, and I think it's going to bode well for them. How key is this not only for our province, for Ontario, but uh, the country uh, as a whole to control the spread uh, during the fourth wave, these uh, vaccine certificate programs or passports? I think it's very important. You know, what's clear right now is this fourth wave is really a pandemic largely of the unvaccinated, and that certainly is overwhelming the healthcare system and filling up our intensive care units. So really encouraging as many people as possible to be vaccinated is, I think, one of the main paths through this pandemic. And things like vaccine certificates or passports are ways of doing that. And I think what we all want is to get back to our lives as much as possible. And and this is a tool. All right. In the meantime, I also want to discuss with you here this afternoon, your organization, the Canadian Medical Association, out with a brand new survey. And what is it telling us, Dr. Smart, about voters in healthcare? Well, what we found out, I think, is not too surprising to us, but that 9 out of 10 Canadians see health as the most important issue in this election. Um, and, and that's encouraging for us to hear because I certainly think, you know, over the last 18, 19 months, our health system and, and the challenges that it's faced have, have really become front and centre for Canadians. So it's, it's great to see that people really want to see our politicians not only talking about health, but proposing some of the solutions for some of the systemic issues that we have that have been plaguing Canada for a long time. And let's talk a bit about those, because whoever becomes Prime Minister next week, uh, curious as to what would your number one piece of advice be to them when it comes to health care? Well, that's a tough question because there's so many issues, as you know, but I, I think, you know, from our perspective, if we were to have one message, it's that we need to really start funding the system properly so it can deliver and meet the needs of Canadians. You know, what we've been seeing is declining federal resources for health care and, and the projections of things stay the same as for their proportion of funding to continue to decline. And that on the backdrop of an aging demographic of Canadians that are requiring more requiring more health care is really a recipe for the shortages and issues that we're seeing now. So I think we really need the next federal government to step forward with actual solutions in terms of reliable, sustained funding for our system uh, so that we can move into this next decade with actually being able to meet the needs of Canadians. Is it more money, Dr. Smart, or is it a better distribution of money? Because uh, right now, as uh, you're well aware, uh, healthcare takes up a huge chunk, a significant portion of a government's budget. I think we have, you know, several issues. Money is definitely part of it because part of the issue is that the proportion of funding is declining uh, over time. And and that's challenging when you're having more people that need more healthcare. So, so absolutely funding is one aspect of what needs to happen. And then the other issue is really identifying the areas that we are struggling in, things like primary care, 
and, and starting to come up with actual solutions to meet the needs of so many Canadians who aren't able to access the system. So I think we need to, you know, understand these problems and take action to actually solve them. All right. We're also hearing from Elections Canada, since we're talking about uh, voters and voting, the election and health care, uh, that voters uh, should be ready to uh, mask up this coming Monday, Election Day. Uh, for those that might be hesitant to go to the polls because of COVID, what would your advice to them be? Well, I think it's absolutely the right step to be requiring masking at federal polls. You know, for the people that are working there, they're going to be exposed to many people over the day. And, and I think Canadians that are going to vote want to feel as safe as possible. And, and having everyone mask will create that environment. So I think that's excellent. Um, I think for people that are, you know, really worried and are potentially thinking that might hold them back from voting, there is, of course, the option of a mail-in ballot, which is a great option as well. I think what's really important is that people get out there and cast their vote. Yeah, but when it comes to uh, public health, is there a big risk going to a polling centre or a a polling station on Election Day on uh, Monday? Or are you comfortable from what you've heard from Elections Canada in that every precaution has been uh, taken when it comes not only to masking, but, uh, you know, social distancing, physical distancing, uh, hand-washing stations, that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think overall they've made the risk very low. As you're discussing, you know, there's clear plans in place for social distancing, hand hygiene, requiring people to be masked. And again, it's not an environment that you're going to be inside very long. You're going to go in, cast your vote and leave. So overall, I think uh, all those elements together make it as low risk as possible. All right. Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association. Always a pleasure. Doctor, thanks for the time again. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.